You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. I'm Kirk Cousins' personality. Thank you, Kirk Cousins' personality. <laughs> it is Tuesday, December 27th, 2022, 8 p.m. sharp. It's, uh, you know, the winter solstice. I'm, I'm, I guess I should probably Google this. I'm pretty sure it's behind us, though, so I'm happy that uh, daylight is coming sooner and sooner as we move forward here, Josh. But uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden October Dose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Nailed it, buddy. You did a very good job. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below per use. We appreciate everyone who chats along with us on Discord. NFL playoffs are right around the corner, and uh, anyone who is in any sort of fantasy championship, uh, this is pretty much your week. So good luck to that. We'd love to hear your journey in the Discord. And uh, thank you, at Levi Oki Illustration, for all the beautiful art people can see on their devices. Josh, you joined uh, you joined the call today a little melancholy. I'll never know when you're joking or not, but do you need some vague T's and P's? Are you really doing all right? Are you just sad because your fantasy seasons are over? Or how are we doing, pal? I'm just sad because fantasy's done. Oh. Yeah. How are you, Gar? Um, you know, like I said, I'm doing all right. Um, Christmas was obviously good because um, Christmas can't be bad. I mean, it's Christmas. How was your Christmas? Good. I got a lot of debt, but uh, wow! You know, who, who's you know. ho- who's giving that out these days? Wow! Well, Put the stocking her. stuffer. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty good. You know, it was pretty relaxing. Had some decent food. Had some good time with family. Um, still had some decent food. I think we have enough cookies and dessert still to last until next Christmas, which is always great. I'll be eating that soggy trail mix for for months. Hey, buddy, you sharing? I mean, I'll take some soggy trail mix. No, 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 no. It's the best kind of trail mix. It's like the white chocolate covered, um, like clumped together. Um, I asked my mom to do a special order of just M&Ms and chocolate chips. So it's just chocolate chips and M&Ms with white chocolate kind of gluing it all together. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's much of a trail mix. It just sounds like chocolate. Yeah, it's called Diabetes. <laughs> so no, it's got pretzels and like Cheerios. And the Diabetes mix. But yeah, it's it's good stuff. Good stuff. Did you have any good treats? Any good snacks? Any good uh, any good appetite suppressants? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, no no crazy particular treats. Um, yeah, nothing really like that. No, nothing uh, nothing to nothing crazy. I guess I don't know. I had some had some shredded beef sandwiches um, on Christmas Eve, and then had some sort of meat hunk on christmas day i couldn't even tell you what it was off the top of my head some sort of you know medium meat hunk though it tasted good so yeah but nothing uh, some, nothing crazy had special walters, uh, had some walters huh? Like, well, he is a hunk for sure. Uh, and before we get to the rest of the show, I will apologize for all the audio files out there, which is, you know, two people that listen to this podcast, two of four. But um, I am free-handing my mic tonight, just sitting in my dad's basement, don't cut my normal setup. So you probably will hear some extra sounds out of my mic, and I'm not going to do anything about it, because I'm just holding my mic as we're doing the podcast. So you hear a couple extra, you know, a little extra zest, uh, you know, deal with it. Um but yeah, I'm glad to hear your Christmas was good. Uh, this was Asher's second Christmas, right? Obviously, yep. if he just turned one. Um, what, what Asher got? Some uh, looks like a bus there. Was that Thomas the, the Thomas plushie new? Was that old? That was something that we bought, you know, back a while back, and then just kind of hung on to it. It wasn't an expensive plushie, but 
Um, got him, got him a Thomas. He got a couple choo choos from grandparents. He's got hell yeah, start him young. Got a bunch of the little people toys that kids tend to love. Got um, he got like his first little like first year's jungle gym thing that I tried to assemble on uh, Sunday evening and. Well, let's just say it uh, it wasn't the most um sturdy Christmas friendly oh. Christmas friendly language at times going through my mind because just <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, and then you got, you know, a few other things. He had he had a good time. You know, a lot of lot of energy and emotion going on around him. So he's just like, I don't know what the heck is going on, so I'm just gonna kinda crawl around and do my own thing adorable all right well josh we should probably get into the show then hey there pal i'm sure all right buddy don't you know uh we're gonna go ahead and gars grind here gars grind this week has to be someone who stood above the rest this week we are going with cam acres buddy for the los angeles rams had 23 carries for 118 yards you know five of those carries went for first downs he had three rushing touchdowns also had two receptions for 29 yards and both of those receptions for were for were for first down so cam Akers responsible for seven first downs on his own three touchdowns crazy production um and yeah i mean did anyone else have cam Akers having a you know a 30 to 40 burger depending on your scoring rules probably not dude that was insane Yeah, no, I agree. I saw that he had the three touchdowns. And I was like, huh, who has him in our league? And I was like, oh, no, Gar. <laughs> well, Buddy. Put, yeah, it's, it was a little too little too late for me, but it did blow Jesse out of the water, so that's something, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good grinder. Not not a bad one. I'll, I appreciate it. Got anybody that gets three tuds is probably going to be grinding. Uh, how about that rant and rave? I saw that you had quite a few notes in there. I added one of my own. Um, I'll let you take it off. Well, first of all, Josh, I take it off, Josh. First of all, I traded for this man. I went out of my way to get this man on my team. You look back, I probably most people would say I won that trade handedly, which is always nice for me. Sorry, Mecca. Everyone wins some sometimes. Um, But yeah, I traded, went out of my way to trade for Justin Herbert, and this motherfucker. Throws a pick, fumbles the ball away, puts up like five fantasy points. All I had to do was maintain a 10-point lead over Austin Eckler. Quarterbacks score the most out of any position in fantasy, Josh. Quarterbacks score the most. And Justin Herbert couldn't maintain a 10-point fucking lead. What the fuck is this guy doing, dude? What is his problem? Well, I don't know if you know this, but that offensive line has been banged up all season. Uh, struggle bus and protect. I think he's on his third left tackle. Um, he's got some long locks, probably distracting himself with how beautiful he is. Um, and that's yeah, why they don't just, have mirrors on the sideline. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, he hasn't been the best fantasy wise, but he has been good for the team. Um, obviously Eckler getting the two Russian touchdowns isn't going to help the cause. Um, and so that's, uh, but yeah, Justin Herbert had been a little bit of a disappointment through the, throughout the season. Um, and I thought that my starting quarterback for the playoffs ruined my chances of winning. Uh, but I believe Justin Fields still managed to outscore 
Herbie Hancock. I feel very confident that Justin Fields did outscore Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert put up like four points, dude. Because in that in that league, in the BSB league, interceptions are minus three because passing touchdowns count for six. So it was he had minus five points, you know, just based on the two turnovers. So that was a fucking rip, bud. Um, they, this one didn't cost me any matchup this week, but the Broncos defense putting up negative points in fantasy, letting the fucking Baker Mayfield and Cam Akers drop fifty points on them. That's what the fuck. Diggs only had two catches. Um, yeah, it looks like you, you you put in a bullet point here, so I can let you go next. I'm not sure if you're ranting or raving, but you go for it, pal. Yeah, no, I don't think that the uh, this is worthy of a raid uh, a rave. But my my semifinals lineup with Adams, Ramondre, Hopkins, Fields, and Folk. Uh, you know, five of the nine total t- starting positions. I want to say thank you for your combined 17.25 points. Um, I hope you all go eat wet cement and think about how you've ruined my season um, after carrying me this far. But thank you so much. 17.25 between five players, less than the Jaguars defense. I, it was just, um, it brought me to tears of joy. I was so happy to see it. And yeah. I mean, Hopkins was trying to, Hopkins had 10 targets, only one catch, yeah. but 10 targets. Yeah, when you got somebody named Chase or Trace or whatever that dude's name is, McSorley, sounds like a rejected McDonald's menu item. Um, <laughs> something along, you know, throwing the ball to you. Uh, you'd think, oh, yeah, you know, got to give him a little bit of leeway. But then when you see somebody like Greg Dorch with 10 receptions, it's like, all right, are you racist? But, uh, yeah, but it, he was, is racist. it was ugly. But then, you know, maybe he just doesn't understand what that means because Greg Dortch is of African-American descent as well. Um, but yeah, so it it was one of those, mo- it was just one of those things. I watched part of that game and I watched a lot of those overthrows and I, I, I kind of teared up a little bit every time, but it, uh, yeah, it was disappointing. I will say going back to the Broncos defense, uh, a, a big, uh, Big oof to Benjamin Williams, who was the uh, Victoria's Secret regular season champion with the 12 and 2 record. Uh, he had the Broncos defense and Nick Folk combined for negative five in a matchup that he lost by less than one point. Oh no, brother. That's always so, tough. So benching those two guys and going in without a defense or a kicker would have gotten him the win. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, we've got Jay versus Walters in Victoria's Secret Championship League, and Walters is oh entering. My God. This, Walters is entering the championship after putting up a solid seventy-point week. Um, so, good <laughs> what, for does him. That, what does that say about his opponent, though? Uh, yeah, his opponent got you know had a bit of a struggle. Saquon tried to carry him. Travis Etienne tried to carry him. Uh, those were pretty much fifty percent of the points. What was that Al uh, Titan? No, it was uh, Ryan Herman. Oh. Um, yeah, the only thing that might have that would have been beneficial is if you would have played Trevor Lawrence over Geno Smith, but I could see why you went with Geno and put Ken Walker in over Zay Jones. But, you know, with that injury concern, usage, um, I can see why he would have done it that way, especially after Zay Jones had the big week last week. But yeah, Walters Walters basically got in by the skin of his teeth, got lucky. So um, who knows if, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play again, he's going to be struggling to find a quarterback, if he's going to go with Tom Brady or Daniel, Daniel Jones again. But uh, Daniel Jones can't play the Minnesota secondary again either, so we'll see. 
Big tough brother. All right. Um, and then the last thing I had here for a bit of a rave, obviously we can focus on the negativity around here because that's easier for us to juice ourselves, and that's what gets us ratings on the internet. Everyone loves our negativity. But Kirk and Hawkinson. Um, Hawkinson didn't win many matchups, but he's part of my team in a two-week championship. So just big shout-out to Hawkinson, um, who put up like 30-something in a tight end premium league. And then Kirk, who has carried me to the championship the last two weeks um, in my most expensive league and is going to help me pretty much break even on the fantasy season. I owe Kirk a lot and Hawkinson, who could make a difference here in my champs branch out league against Audio Al. So big shout out to the boys in purple. Really appreciate you guys uh, helping me, you know, get to where I need to in these fantasy playoffs. So um, I want to give them some love. Josh, do you want to give, give anyone some love before we move on or are you just eternal sadness? Well, I do have, I do have a little bit of a, uh, um, a little bit of a rave that I'd like to say. I'm just going to point out that um, I'm entering the championship of probably the most important league we've ever been involved in, which is the best ball buggers. Uh, oh, so Jesus. I'm entering the championship against Woodya. Um, it looks Wait, like didn't you win that league last year or no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say I've got two best balls in the entire world uh, just based on uh, back-to-back performances if I come out with the victory. Um, you know, my playoffs – so far, 193, 190. So it's it's I'm I'm stomping stomping people into the ground in these uh, playoffs here, um, and so I just want to go ahead and say that I think that we need to retroactively uh, correct my scores to match whatever my best ball team scored uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> that only seems fair, uh, considering you drafted that team in July. You knew you knew who was going to be good, then you psyched yourself out. But big shout out to the best ball buggers, and uh, let's see if you can take down Ryan. Let's move on here to the weekly recap, though, Josh, and I'm sure you won't be as thrilled about this one as you have been for some other ones, or most of the other ones this season. Um, how salty are you this week, Josh? You, We knew coming into this week that uh, in all your in all your leagues you're in the playoffs, and then coming into this week you're only alive still in one, in one league. How do we do? How salty are we? Well, I've already alluded to it, but the 17.25 points from those five players was not enough to overcome Brad. Um, so Brad, congrats, you beat me, uh, fair and cheating, um, but you uh, you are um, into the finals for, I believe, the first time in your Hidden Oaks career against another uh, newbie to the final championship game, and Eric, so congrats to you too. Um, and so... Overall, you know, I think that, like I mentioned, I got the, I'm entering the championship in the best ball league, which was the one that I had my entire focus on all season. Um, and then, um, I did, I did get a good win in, in the deflate these balls against some scrub, um, whose first round pick I do own, uh, technically doesn't matter how he would have finished because it's it's, best ball. Well, no, it's the deflate these. Well, it is, yeah, best ball, I guess, but, um, we'll pretend that I won, uh, (laughs) because you won the moral victory, Josh. Yep, I beat you by three. You're the Broncos defense get you negative four. So how you darn? <laughs> how you darn? Keep her moving. Uh, all right, Josh. I is that it for your grain of salt? Yep. Uh, I have alluded to this as well, but um, despite my pretty, I mean, people who listen to this podcast know that I kind of I had a bit of a surge late in the season, but I had a pretty rough fantasy season overall. So the fact that I'm sitting here in one, two, three different championship games and playing for a third in another league that feels pretty good. Um, of course, one of them is the Guillotine League, but playing out on the Champs branch out and somehow squeaking my way into the um, Jerome Bettis, my most expensive league championship, that nets me at least a guaranteed two hundred twenty-five dollars which is huge for the you know for the PL 
sheet. Um, so as of right now, if I if I lose all my matchups, I will have only lost twenty two dollars on the fantasy season. And then when you add in winning Ryan's Easton Easton's pick and pool once, I'm well ahead. But if we're only looking at money spent on fantasy. Um, as of right now, sitting here today, I've only will have lost twenty-two dollars. If I somehow squeak out second in Brad's guillotine, if I beat Al, if I beat um, if I beat KOG, or if I even take third in um, in the BSB league, I will be ahead in money. I'm pretty sure. So, or maybe third in the BSB is only twenty dollars. In either way, um, just sitting here right now, I'm pretty much breaking even on the year, which I'd say is a well worthy investment. And the fact that I'm in multiple championship games after the season I had is fucking nuts. So. Whew, I feel pretty good, all things considered. How did you? How are you looking financially on the year? Do you do you have any idea on that or no? Yeah, I do, but I'm not going to share that because <laughs> it, um, it just goes to show it doesn't matter about the regular season because postseasons where uh, the money's made usually. So I, I did make twenty dollars on the year, but it uh, doesn't necessarily negate the two hundred forty-two net loss. Um, I mean, you're still, so, you're still there's still some money out there on the table for you. Is there? I mean, you could win third. Oh, third and we'll, we'll get to the hoodlines in a sec, yeah, but I don't know if there's any other leagues you're playing for third in, but uh, there's definitely money to be well, won still in the redraft. So, And I think Mick said he was going to um, Venmo me two grand if I were to win back-to-back. So, um, <laughs> That's awful. Nice. Is that, is that I, two grand I, I, Australian, though? Yeah, which I think in in, in America, America monies, it's uh, $55 million, but you know, I've never been good at conversion rates. Hell yeah, brother. All right, well, let's go ahead and we'll move into the hoodlines here. I did not prepare any hoodlines, and I had told myself I should text Josh that he should take a crack at it because he didn't have to write any more obituaries, but then I looked back at my text history and was like, mm, I never actually texted Josh, so there's no official hoodlines written down, but if, if there would have been the fancy hoodlines with the fancy sounder, Josh, unless you want to just improv them right now because I definitely don't want to do that, who, who brings us the hoodlines regardless of how good or poor the quality is of this segment? Yeah, I think that uh, it would be the Skybusters, um, who is potentially going to, um, who's going to have to hand his trophy over at some point in time. But I know. Um, it's it's possible it's it's to his own son. So um, maybe instead Collusion, of a hoodline, we perhaps yeah, well maybe, but maybe instead of like a hoodline news segment, we have more of a kind of like a hoodline life hack segment, and we just say, hey Brian, if you were to have to gift that, give that to your son. Wrap it up nice and give it to him for a Christmas or, you know, a birthday present. Doesn't matter when it is. Just say, hey, here you go. Don't have to spend any money on the kid. He gets something <laughs> shiny to distract him for a couple months. Uh, Miko has something that looks kind of like a snack. It's good to go. There you go. Uh, and, Brian, I do have to text you as well, but I'll say it out loud now because apparently my texting skills are subpar this week. Um, I will need to get that trophy from you because um, I need to go get it engraved. We, of course, don't know who our champion's going to be yet, but we do know it's going to be a brand-new champion, and we do know Brian is not repeating. We knew that <laughs> a couple weeks ago, though, but uh, I will need to get that trophy from you. So if I forget to text you, I don't know if you're going to go to Donnie's for the New Year's Eve party or not, but otherwise, I mean, we both live in Blaine. I will easily be able to acquire that from you, um, but I do need to get that trophy back so I can get it engraved and on to its rightful champion. Um, but Josh, okay, so both you and Nikita were active coming into this weekend, and part of the reason I didn't want to write the hoodlines is because I didn't want to be accused of you know, being overly negative to the two losers. Both you and your wife ended up losing your matchups. That's why neither of you are in the championship game. Um, and I know sometimes I can be a little more hostile, and sometimes you guys can be a little more sensitive, so I don't want to go crazy, but how I knew you guys were already pessimistic going into the weekend, because um, you were facing some behemoths, regardless of of um, you guys both being, or at least Bradley being the lower 
lower seed. But, you know, how did you guys feel going through Saturday, Sunday? I'm pretty sure your matchups were decided before Monday night, but even if they weren't, uh, or maybe Nikita has Eckler, so maybe she could have pulled off a miracle. But how, how was the journey through the Mitchell household through the weekend um, in those playoff matchups? Uh, Nikita did not have Eckler, but um, she actually had the lead in her matchup up until the fourth, like with 10 minutes left of the Tampa Bay Arizona game. Okay. And then James Conner ripped off the touchdown run, and that kind of ended her hopes there. Tough, brother. Um, but yeah, so she, I mean, she had her essentially her best lineup. Adam Thielen getting her 1.6 is probably what hurt her the most. Tough. Um, but, you know, she didn't have anybody on the bench that would have brought her up to the. Um, Brought her up to match Eric's 147 because Eric had TJ Hawkinson, um, who put up 36, and and James Conner put up 25. Those two guys alone, and Brett Maher, his kicker, put up 18. So those three people basically carried him uh, past Nikita in this. Uh, but Nikita had, you know, overall a decent decent score. Um, she wanted to beat Brad. She would have beat me if we were matched up against each other. But um, And so... She had a great season. Now she's playing for third. I believe that this is going to be one of her highest finishes if she gets third. Um, I think she had fourth one other year. Um, so congrats. Um, wanting to talk about my matchup, I've already alluded to it. I've had uh, I had quite a few players who subpar performance uh, held me back. Um, but at least I didn't play Isaiah McKenzie with point six. Am I right? Suck um, it, Brad. Yeah. I, I saw CeeDee Lamb putting up points, and I was like, dude, CeeDee Lamb has 25 points. Devontae Smith has three. And then halftime happened, and Devontae took some, I don't know, Michael Jordan's secret water, <laughs> and he comes out and matches CeeDee Lamb with essentially a 30-point half. Um, and so that kind of negated any sort of positive momentum I had going into those night games with Devontae and DeAndre still left. Yep. Wouldn't have mattered. With those two guys left, wouldn't have mattered. I mean... They put up between those two. They put up four, five points. So it, I would have been, I would have needed at least twenty from them if Devonta stayed less than ten. So it, it still would have been a loss. I'm happy it ended up me being blown out of the water. So then I didn't have that stress and that hope. But uh, yeah, thank you, team. I hate you. Gotcha. All right, so both you and Nikita lost. It is unfortunate. Uh, we will go much deeper into it on Saturday, but uh, I think do we both feel like Bradley is the heavy underdog here, even though he scored more in the semis here? Um, Bradley would have, you know, if that was the championship week, Bradley would have beat Eric by about four points. Do we feel, sitting here on Tuesday, that Bradley is, in fact, the underdog? Is this going to be close, or is Eric going to absolutely mollywop Bradley? <laughs> I guess uh, I I don't know. So the projections projections at this point in time have Brad being like a thirty five or twenty five point underdog, but Tom Brady's projected twenty, and I, he has not had a good season at all this year. Um, you know, Tyree Kill's going to have Teddy Beep throwing it to him. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson's going up against the stout Green Bay defense. Stout. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting to see how the um, games actually shake up. But um, I don't know. I think I like Brad's chances, but he is definitely an underdog uh, when you look at things. Um, I mean, yeah, Brady hasn't had like a world-beating season when it comes to fantasy. Um, he's been pretty consistent around that 15 to 20 range, but um, we'll see. 
Yeah, and the, and the, and the tricky thing is too, because obviously we can look at the projection, we can look at the talent, but do you know that we just as we've you know for those who haven't listened to us or don't keep track of it week to week because they don't have to, Bradley is sitting here propped up heavily by the Chiefs. If anyone can outscore their projections, it is Patrick Mahomes, it is Travis Kelsey, and as of recent history, it is Jarek McKinnon. So I mean, you know, I don't want to say projections don't matter because of course they do. They're based on a lot of data and a lot of you know effort goes into them allegedly. But if anyone doesn't give a shit about projections, it's going to be some of those Chiefs players who can have some absolutely insane weeks, some insane plays, and that uh, that Chiefs stack with Kelsey and Mahomes is um, they could put up you know fifty to hundred themselves. Yeah. Um, and then you and your wife will duke it up for third. Do you think you're going to take your wife down, or is your wife going to take you down? I don't know. I I, I like my chances. Uh, just because she's dealing with all the injuries, the fact, I, I mean, I, her, her entire team's hurt. Aaron Jones didn't play the full game cause he got hurt in against Miami. Yep. Uh, Tony Pollard has been missing practice. He might not play. Um, and then, you know, cups out, Lamar's out. Um, so yeah, she's scraping by with players at this point in time. And, you know, if she keeps Kirk in there, that's probably a negative because he's going to throw 18 interceptions cause Green Bay's defense is top tier. Right on. Uh, I mean, I assume that, I guess I don't know what your guys' technical financial situation is. I assume that you guys obviously, you know, either have a joint checking account or obviously pull your resources together. So regardless, the money comes back to the same family. But this is certainly uh, a pride victory coming up. And we know that both Josh and Nikita can be prideful. So I'd be interested. I'd love to be a fly on the wall this week um, where you guys are, maybe maybe there's a little trash talk on uh, Saturday, Sunday, whenever the games are going down. So, But we will talk about the next week's matchups more on Saturday new year's eve um let's go ahead and we can probably get out of here on time josh let's uh let's just talk about championship week i know you're not in any championships yourself but um would you is there anyone you would pick up this week let's say you're in a super flex league would you be brave enough to play mike white or um like let's say hypothetically you're in a super flex league and your two quarterbacks were zach wilson and russell wilson and you have someone else on your bench maybe trace mcsorley would you play mike white Between those three people, probably. Um, I'd also take a flyer on Bridgewater over those guys. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and then, you know, maybe if you're feeling really desperate, uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, sure. Just because uh, he's had some, you know, he played pretty solid last, or against Denver. I mean, he put up 20 against Denver, whose defense has been pretty solid. Um, so, I don't know. Well, uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see. If if that's the case, are you fishing for some help in uh, the Champions League? No, that is that is Al's exact situation. Al had both Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson as the starting quarterbacks going into this week, and of course Zach Wilson is not starting, so he's going to have to fill that slot. But I was curious if you'd feel comfortable with Mike White or, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater and this and that. So I was just, you know, I was that was Al's hypothetical. But I know a lot of times you're like, I'm not going to pick anyone up anyways. So um, I figured I'd throw in a, a bit more of an interesting hypothetical to try and get you to give a little insight there. What about Isaiah Hodges? He came on randomly. In in that Vikings game, he's a re- just a random receiver for the Giants. Probably no one's ever heard of before this week. Um, if you're super desperate, would you be willing to try him, or would you rather try out someone who's a name you know that's probably not going to pop off the page, but feels less risky just because they're a na- it's a name you're familiar with? Yep, I'd I'd probably go with uh, the safer floor instead of the guy who had like the fool's gold week. Uh, wouldn't want to 
Isaiah Hodgins or Van Jefferson? Well, I mean, a safe floor, not a three-point floor. Isaiah um, Hodgins or Latavius Murray? Probably probably Latavius Murray. Didn't, he's had a couple of decent weeks this season. Um, I mean, if we're doing... I'm trying to pull it up on my phone here. Very good podcasting. I'm just trying to vamp here. Total wide receivers. Woo, woo, we're vamping and we're podcasting and I mean, we're vamping. You know, and in some leagues, you could probably pick up Dobbs going up against the last-ranked Minnesota pass defense. Um, you could probably pick up uh, um, Dorch, who had some solid rapport with uh, Trace McSorley. KJ Osborne is probably available. So, I mean, if you're stuck with, you know, if you're needing somebody in Isaiah Hodgins that's popping off on your uh, on your list, he's going up against uh, Indy's defense, who has a solid pass defense. Um, I'd I'd probably go with somebody like Dorch, Osborne, Dobbs, um, even like Jahad Dotson. Um, Russell Gage. Yeah, there's plenty of people I'd go with over him. All right, a lot of names you like. Interesting. I uh, appreciate your insight as always. Well, Josh, I mean, that's pretty much the show. We're currently uh, we're currently going to get out here on time. Uh, are you going to be joining us on Saturday at Jamie and Jesse's? I assume you're invited. If not, I'll invite you right now. But, um, you know, they're doing it. And this, you know, who knows? But they're all slowly moving up to Duluth. So this could be one of the last times, not to guilt you into it, but just being real. Uh, do you think you're going to make it down to Blaine for New Year's Eve? Or now with, uh, you know, with a one-year-old kid, you'd be like, eh, pass. We'll have to see. Asher's been a little bit fussy and ornery because he's getting some more teefies. So sure. we'll have to see what. Just getting his uh, steak it, chompers in, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, getting his, you know, the red meat rippers. Um, <laughs> and so, I don't know. We'll see. I, you mentioned slowly but surely all of them are moving up there. Did Jesse move again? or did? Yeah, Jesse Connie? lives up in Hermantown. And with really? both and with both Jesse and Jamie living up in Duluth, I feel very confident that Donnie is, you know, pretty quickly on her way. Huh. Okay. So we could chip in, buy that house together, and then demolish it and turn it into a jungle gym? <laughs> I mean, couldn't we just have the jungle gym inside the house? Why do we have to tear down the whole house? I guess, yeah, if we just you know remove the interior so it looks like a house on the outside but then it's just inside just a bunch of trampolines and slides and bingo you know like like gym gymnastic rings and ropes and all of these things and then you know put some barbed wire in there just for some extra fun make it a little spicy and then have some you know um yeah some really sharp things and broken glass on the floor and yeah that went from super exciting to super terrifying, all within about 30 seconds. So I'll just go ahead and leave that there. Um, we'll be back here again, though, Saturday, 8 a.m. Josh, you want to go ahead and just hit your Go Packers, then we get out of here, or what? Yeah, Go Packers. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you again Saturday morning at 8 a.m. sharp. If you're in your championships, good luck. Uh, love you. Bye. Unless you're playing me in a best ball league, then you suck. <laughs> Ryan will never hear this. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure nobody will ever hear this. The way she goes, pal. Yeah, go pack us.
I don't have any fun audio for an Easter egg, so here's me singing at the end of the show because I've got nothing else to give the two people who will listen this long. Uh, Hope you had a Merry Christmas, and um, hope you have a good New Year. Love you. Goodbye.